Welcome to Liberty Station. I'm Bryce Eddy, where we are fighting very hard to be a threat to the Great Reset. And I'm excited about my guest today because I am a great admirer of this guy. And um, he is a uh, prophet, it turns out, too. But um, I have Kurt Schlichter on the show. Well, you know, a prophet gets what prophet has no credit in his own hometown. Or yeah. I, I, I went to I was Methodist, so the whole religious thing isn't is kind of unfamiliar to me. Right, but uh, I, I seem to remember something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, they they also get uh, you know killed on a that, regular on a basis. regular basis. They're so. always uh, they're always annoying the people in power, and the people in power send people with guns or swords to take them out. Wow. Seems weird, huh? Yeah. Are you seeing parallels? I am. So, so I want to tell you first why uh, I'm a great admirer. I, so look, you said, I, you I, said, I want to be told how I'm admired. I'm a Los Angeles trial lawyer. It's not like I have a tiny ego. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, you said, uh, you said, and I think it was on the Tim Pool show. Oh my gosh. Uh, you said, uh, and I thought it was brilliant and clarifying. You said we have three choices. Yes. We have uh, we can you know c- come back to a republic and kind of restore what we had and and compromise and work together. We can have our authoritarian in charge, or we can have their authoritarian in charge. And uh, and you said sounds like some in the book. Yeah, it, uh, and you worded it a little differently in the ba- in the back uh, uh-huh. chapter of the book here. But I thought that was brilliant because that's really the the point that we are at right now. That you know, it, it comes down to the rules that we're going to uh, accept. You know, some like norms or customs. What what are the rules though? And there are people who think that you can just change the rules to your advantage for a little while and then go back to the normal rules. Right. And you know, my feeling has been for a long time that the rules are not there to protect people like me. I'm a retired colonel. I, I, I've been in chaos. I understand how chaos works. I'm not afraid of it. I don't want it. But, I, you know, me and guys like me can survive it. Now, can a, uh, you know, 145-pound uh, video game leftist who lives in his mom's basement and can't do a push-up, how's he going to do when trucks stop coming to the grocery store? You know, I mean, the rules to keep society together are not for the strong because the strong naturally rule. Right. They're for the weak. And the problem is if you decide, well, I have this temporary advantage, so I'm going to decide that the use of force and power over compromise, consensus, and uh, for lack of a better word, democracy. Yes, I know we're a republic. Uh, over those things, which I'm not getting my way, so I'm going to have this take the short term advantage, and I'm going to try and uh, try and exercise it. Doesn't quite work because the other side it'll work for a bit because the other side's kind of kind of puzzled, going, "Well, I don't understand why you did that. That's that's weird. It must be some sort of mistake. Let's keep going on normally." And then pretty soon you're down the road when they're executing search warrants at the president's house, and suddenly people are going, "Okay." Now this is wrong, and now they've got to pay. And that's not a good way to have it. I've been in places where they had, you know, civil crime. I spent a lot of time in Kosovo. Spent a lot of time behind the old Iron Curtain. Guys, you don't want that. I don't want that. But I know what I'm not going to have. That's the option three you mentioned. I am not going to be ruled over by a leftist uh, authoritarian. Yep. That's not in the cards. And, and when I say I'm not going to do it, I don't mean 
I'm going to be unhappy about it. I mean, it's not going to happen while I draw breath. Yeah. So now I have two options. But both of them are okay with me. Are they okay with them? Yeah, and and uh, what I like about your book, which um, I'll show this to our camera here, um, we'll be back. Um, I, I like what uh, what you write in here is really about uh, parallels with the um, uh, Rome, the Roman Republic. A lot of historical you know, echoes, uh, but yeah. they're not straight parallels. Everyone's going, "We're no, just correct. like the Roman Republic." Well, we're not. Right. But there are parallels that you can learn lessons. Yeah, but what I what I liked you talking about is okay, we you know, we can be back. What are we going to come back as? Well, yes. You know, what are the what's the next iteration of America gonna be? And you kinda of put those scenarios here in the book. Exactly, because people think, oh well Rome, Rome fell. Yeah, that's what Gibbon said. You know, in a very famous book. But really Rome changed because it was a kingdom. Then it became a republic, then it became an empire. Then in 476, under uh, was it Augustus Romulus, um, uh, it fell. But did it? There was, but that meant there was no more Western Empire. Right. There was an Eastern Empire that stayed up to uh, I think 1543, and then the West. You know, if you had gone 100 years later and talked to a lot of people around, they're just normal people. They go, oh, what? Yeah. Because there's, you know, we still have a. You know, we still have some questors, you know, running things. And, you know, aqueduct still works. Now, up in Britain, for instance, it wasn't working. It was starting to fall apart and things were changing. But a lot of people didn't realize Rome fell for generations. So when I say, when you say, you know, the fall of America, are we going to change into something else? I think, you know, we've had 250 years and... While we've changed, I don't think we fundamentally changed. Uh, there's, you could make an argument about the Civil War, right? Uh, and and I, I'm willing to hear that argument if you want to. I don't think it matters. But are we going to do something now? Are we in the process of doing something now, where we're not having the same kind of America that we've been used to? Yeah, I mean, I in in my view, and. I'm, a little bit pessimistic about it. I believe that we already fell in the sense that we've already changed beyond what we were through the you know couple hundred years of stability, and I think that um, most of us lost a lot of the liberty and things that we were enjoying, and we didn't really realize it or know it. And now we're figuring it out. Yeah, is this a major change or is this a bump? Is this a, a do are we going to have a correction? You know, or are we going to have a revolution? Um, and, 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 and jury's still out. Yeah. I tend to think we're going to have a correction. Um, I think that uh, I think that most Americans want to get back to something like normal. Yeah, and I think that's why they elected that crusty old weirdo in the White House. They that's thought what he, he was promised. Be, well, they thought, oh, well, we're going to go back because you know I grew up in the seventies and stuff, and you know. Republican, Democrat, things weren't, you know, you know, massive swings. Reagan, kinda. Right. But that was a response. A lot of it was Jimmy Carter screwing up. A lot of it was bringing it back to America's. Yeah, that would have been position. that proverbial correction that you're talking about. Yeah. Right? And, and that lasted for a while. Even, even Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton owed a lot to Reagan because he, he was talking about welfare reform, putting criminals in jail. You know, you, you should work. Uh, families are important. 
apparently not his, but other people's families. <laughs> right. So America kind of had a consensus then that even the Democrats needed to adopt in order to get back into power. Uh, but, uh, you know, after, after the fall of the Soviet Union, I think we had, and, and America essentially becoming a unipower, I, I think we kind of thought history had stopped and that we really didn't have to take it seriously anymore. You know, Francis Fukuyama writing his uh, uh, The End of History and the Last Man, where he basically says, well, we've reached this level of liberal democracy. You know, the other countries in the world are going to come up to us, and for a while they did, and, and, and be similar to us. And, you know, we're going to get rid of things like mass uh, mass starvation and stuff, which, which we did. Yeah. But history rolls on because human nature never changes. We are created as what we are, which is intensely fallible, uh, full of all sorts of, uh, you know, vices and urges and appetites. Um, you know, I. Uh, it, one reason I think our elite and our elite is the problem. Right. It is a it is unaccomplished, uh, dumb, corrupt, but they're also ignorant, and you know. You look at the founders. You look at everybody who came up, even through World War II. You know, the World War II generation, which mm -hmm. you know, beat the Depression, beat um, Hitler. And then the next generation, still kind of going, you know, we had, the, we had uh, uh, put a man on the moon, civil rights, which is a big, big change. Um, and then what, what's this generation? Iraq and the Wall Street meltdown and Grindr. Okay, not... not <laughs> but the thing is, with those guys, those guys actually had an education in human nature. A lot of it because many of them studied the Bible. And I'm not here to yeah. I'm not here to be Char yeah, Charlie Church. Mm -hmm. the, the fact is, if you read the Bible, and I, I try to, I, I promised a uh, a chaplain I would read some every Good. day, and I've Good. I've kept that up for twenty seven years. And the one the one of the main things that strikes me about it is the understanding of human nature. Yeah, people are. People could see a guy cured of leprosy, and you would think, "Wow, I'm all in now." Okay, I'm I'm following this. I'm going to be. I, wow, I've seen it. I'm convinced. And within three weeks, they're fornicating. Yeah, because yeah. they're human beings. Exactly. And that that is how human beings behave. Yeah, and our founding but fathers we understand that. Yeah, and our founding fathers un understood they that profoundly, that. and and they tried to mitigate against all of who yes. we are by, by to, putting this together, as opposed to perfecting them. Right. And and you look at CRT. CRT, besides being a cheesy power grab, is also an attempt to perfect human beings. Right. Which can I'm going to I'm going to eliminate all your hatred. Now I'm going to do it in a horrible, terrible way, but 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 essentially it says I'm going to eliminate all your hatred. Okay, you eliminate all my hatred. I'm not a human being. Right. Okay. That that came in stock. That is standard. You know, anger, uh, greed, malice. These are these are standard features in the well, you know, in the 1964 model human being that I am. Right. And you're not going to get out, but but there is a way to build a society and organize it to control it, and then uh, uh, to have unofficially a society that says, "We're we're yes, it's possible, yes, it happens, but we but it's not a good thing, and we're against it, and we want you 
to suppress that bad part of you and emphasize the good parts. And there are good parts. Yeah. Uh, many of which are now also bad, according to the woke CRT people, when you're told being on time is white supremacy, besides being horribly racist and stupid, why are you trying to get rid of positive qualities like, I don't know, uh, uh, you know. Uh, oh, no, yeah, be, be, yeah, no, being on time is, is distinctly racist. Yeah, no, it's, it's just stupid. True. Yeah. But, it, it, but there, there's a point to it. Uh, what they want to do is normalize, you know, uh, essentially sloth. Yeah. Because they're slothful. You know, I love the I love these teen communists because they always think that they're going to be the one who's going to be the artist. Yeah, right. I'm not going to be a what, uh, me, me be the ditch digger. There was a t- no, there was I'm a Twitter the there was a Twitter thread where um, they were going, and this was like uh, you know in communist Twitter land, and they're <laughs> and they're saying to each other like, "What are you going to do when we when we you know have a socialist uh, you know government? And what are you going to?" And somebody piped in, "Well, I'm going to go on my farm and I'm going to work the land," and and then somebody replied in, "Oh, your farm." <laughs> 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 And I thought it was great because number one, you know that that's not what they're going to be doing. Ooh, but they, an aspiring but so, kulak. But they're so they're missing the entire uh, yeah, concept I, I, of what they're pushing. Well, the whole thing is so stupid. I, I mean, look, my my beautiful wife is a refugee from communism. She came from uh, Cuba. Uh, I you know I was in the Cold War as an officer. Yeah. I served uh, uh, a lot of time behind the Iron Curtain in the Balkans in Ukraine. I've been there a few times. Yeah. I've been through Bulgaria, and you're just looking through the wreckage of what should be. I mean, Ukraine is a breadbasket, okay? Yeah. It's a jungle. Everything grows there, and yet it's poor. Yeah. Look at Cuba. How do you take a beautiful island nation packed with Cubans and make it poor? Yeah. How do you take California with all this full of brilliant people and make it screwed up? That's the magic of Marxism. Yeah, well, it's okay. They're going to promote that guy to president. So yeah, you know. yeah, Governor Hairstyle. Yeah, um, well, it's the suburban um, women that love him. Well, you know, the 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 problem is our ruling class. I'm going to pop my next drink. The ruling class is essentially living off the corpse of an America it inherited. Yeah, and that's exactly what it is. It's I, I liken it all the time to a, a family, a very, very wealthy family, uh-huh. that now the next generations are just you know absolutely hollowing it out and destroying yeah. the wealth. Well, uh, well, and it's the, only going to last so long. The, the I, I call them cultural trust fund babies. Yeah, that's great. You, 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 I mean, name one of this generation of the Kennedys, you know, or you know, hell, even the second generation of the Bidens, right? Right. Yeah, Henry Ford sets up the. Uh, uh, assembly line puts a car in everybody's garage. Terrible person, but you know he does this. His uh, next generation build Ford into this massive corporation, employs millions of people. New great new technology, the Mustang. That's pretty impressive, right? Yeah. Name the third generation. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're they're parked in a beat down old Taurus in front of a crack house with Hunter. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you know, um, you know, and there's an Estonian hooker passed out in the back seat. Trust fund. There's no. You get a good trust fund kid. That's a, that's a rarity. That's the exception. And but that's what we have. I also liken it to uh, the original Dawn of the Dead. 
You know, you have a few people and they're kind of living off the corpse of the old world. And it's slowly getting worse and worse and worse. And the zombies are coming. But they're trying to create their own little world in their uh, shopping center. But it's, a, it's, a, it's an illusion. And that's, that's what our ruling class has done. Yeah. It's an illusion. The, the thing is, though, we're not so far gone we can't bring it back. A, a prosperous, proper America, America as it should be, is within living memory. Yeah. And you don't have to be that old. Uh, to remember it, uh, we know the answers to the tactical problems. How do you fix crime? Well, you do what Giuliani did. Yeah, he took New York, which was you know, death wish New York. You remember New York, mm-hmm. and made it. I, gosh, me and Arena went there for the first time in 2011. It was like an adult playground. It was amazing. Yeah, a beautiful restaurant. You could go places and see things we'd never seen anything like it. You know, I travel all the world. I've never been to New York. I'm there. I'm just like in love with this city. And I could walk around safely without being, you know, yeah. stepping on a And then you get de Blasio in. And, and then you get de Blasio and he throws it all away like yeah. it's not an achievement. Uh, we know how to fix the economy. Reagan did it. Trump did it. Yeah. We know how to rebuild the military. Reagan did it. You you said in rebuilding the military um, on uh, on another podcast or clip I heard you 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 talked about um, and I think this is actually uh, why I thought oh we got to have Rick on with you um, because I love you, Rick Renault yeah you uh, you paid him some compliments in there but in, in but, the book um, yeah he he makes a few appearances he'll probably be angry with me about him uh, oh, if he ever has time to read the book uh, yeah well I, I think he's amazing he's a friend of a friend of ours yes. friend of the show we've had him Genius. in here um, he is and he was um, in in he was directly responsible for for some of the you know great achievements that trump had yes. um you know uh in in the foreign realm because he was allowed to fire people yes. and clean house and and do some of those things accountability is yes. remarkable accountability is what our uh our current regime lacks yeah they hate it they hate the idea that they actually have to see they believe they have some sort of secular divine right to rule right. and they hate the idea that they have to demonstrate value as opposed to just be. And uh, accountability is exactly what we need. And I think accountability is going to come because people are very aware of it. Uh, you've seen the uh, press releases about how uh, you know Republicans are planning to go through the uh, bureaucracy and cull the herd. I think that's why they're so desperate right now. Yes, they know their time yeah. is limited. Yeah, You know, rating of uh, an ex-president's house because he might have some classified material in some of the boxes of presidential papers. Well, I'll tell you what, he does. Yeah. Every single one of them does. Yeah. This is not a sign of strength. This is a sign of weakness because they have to set get outside the regular power structure, the regular way of doing things, break the rules and create new rules, rules that will only end up entrapping themselves. You, yeah. You, you, they always you, overplay their hand too. You know, you're giving you're gonna give Ron DeSantis eighty seven thousand IRS agents. Well, let's put a hundred of them on the Pelosi's. Yeah. You like to, what, and, and and let's throw some SEC guys in there. Seems to make some great stock picks. My great my big idea was the uh, 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 Nancy Pelosi uh, mutual fund, <laughs> where you take the uh, uh, stock pick she has in her disclosures, and then you buy you, 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 they, you essentially buy that. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah I'm, you know, road to riches. Yeah. Exactly, man. I'm a 
I'm a regular wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, I love it. Um, but but going back to the military, you had um, I think some you know real wise ways in which you would very quickly clean up yes. the structure. Well, what you would do. Remember, the most important thing about the military is the culture. What kind of unit do you have? Uh, you know, I would often be sent into new units to fix them up. Right. There's no bad units. There's only bad leaders. But you have units of equivalent MTO, uh, uh, Manning Table of Organization, or Military Table of Organization, whatever. I forget what MS. Um, and they all look the same. They're all structured the same, Right. You know, a, uh, an infantry brigade combat team's equivalent to an our infantry brigade combat team. So why are they different? The culture. Which right. starts with a commander. Right. And so you can change that quickly. A military can change quickly in culture. Uh, you can have a great unit, and then a bad commander can sit downhill two or three months. Good commander can start bringing it back. Yeah. The reason is, um, in large part, priorities. Soldiers do what commanders check. So if you have a commander who is checking wokeness, you're going to get wokeness. And that's what we have now. You have a commander checking combat readiness, you're going to get combat ready. Because the, the, the leaders will slowly but surely react to it. Now, there, there are some problems. You have the generals, and the generals were lying to Trump. Uh, Trump was, like many civilians, very, very impressed by generals, which yeah. is a mistake. Yeah, being impressed by them, don't be impressed by them. Respect them, but understand that they are also human beings. Yeah, in our business, we say we have a saying that people get dazzled by titles and trademarks. Yes, and uh, you know because we we've got all sorts of military folks coming through our our um mil our college our tactical college, yeah. and these guys come in and you know here's what I did and here's what that you know and, and then and people get dazzled by it. And they, I think Trump do. was and, and, susceptible you know, some to that. Some of this is pretty cool. I mean, you yeah. know, you went to special forces. I didn't go to special forces. Yeah. I didn't go through ranger school. I jumped out of an airplane five times. Why, I was stupid. Uh, I just wanted to meet girls. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that, that these are interesting, fun facts. And the, and the fact that you did them tells me something about you, that you were looking for adventure, uh, that you wanted to do something other people didn't do. I think those are good characteristics. You know, Millie, General Millie, has you know more brass than you know? It basically, took the PX and just he looks like a North him. Korean though. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the worst chairman of Joint Chiefs Staff ever. Right. The yeah. worst. Yeah. Yet I've talked to people who knew him as a battalion commander. Kurt, he was a really good battalion commander, and as a junior officer, he's very good. I mean, you don't get those for free. Right. Right. They. I mean, he. You know, he he went and did stuff. Um. But uh, the. Simply because you're in that position, simply because you have that stuff on your uniform, that's a starting point. You got to prove yourself every single day, and your results prove yourself. And the next president needs to be a commander in the sense he needs to command. And first thing you do, fire all the current leadership, fire all the chairmen. Yeah, gone. You're gone. You performed inadequately. You are relieved. You're, I'm not allowing you to resign. You're fired. Uh, I, and I want people to know you did a bad job. So you're gone. Next set of guys, gentlemen, here is my intent. I want you to, let's take an example. It's Monday nine, oh, 0900. I want you all in my office. 0900. Gentlemen, this is an orders briefing. It's not a decision briefing, course of action briefing, where we're talking about what we want to do. 
This is the orders brief. This is when I tell you. Wokeness is over. Okay? No more CRT. And when I say none, I mean none. I mean no classes. I want that all gone. And I want the regulations rewritten to throw it. I want to, I want reading lists purged of all these damn communists. Yeah, that's wrecked West Point right now. Yes. Just I want yeah, yeah, yeah. Up. And I, I, the academies, that's over. It ends now. Anyone with a title, any civilian with a uh, job that has a title, diversity, inclusion, or equity in it, I want them terminated as surplus. Any military slot that has any of those as a title. I want the person transferred out of it into a uh, unit where he can perform actual duties. We are doing none of it. Yeah. We are not selecting on the basis of race, sex, or any other thing. That yeah. is over. Now, you're going to come back Friday at 0900. You are going to look me in the eye and say, Sir, I have done what you have told me. Your mi- I have accomplished my mission. If you have any answer other than, Yes, sir, I'm going to relieve you. And your deputy will come back Monday and tell me that he has done it. Are you? Do not leave here if you are unclear on what I just told you, because that's what I expect. And then some idiot, because any orders group, you know, you give orders. There's always a battalion, a brigade. There's always like seven battalion commanders. There's always one dummy. You know, everybody's like, I'm, I'm assuming a defensive position. I'm assuming a defensive position. I'm attacking. There's always that guy. <laughs> so when that guy goes, well, sir, I thought you're done. Right. You're gone. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200 and do not retire because I'm going to investigate you to figure out when you last performed adequately in your, in, in, what rank you last performed adequately at because it ain't, it isn't. 010, it's not four-star general, because I just fired you, so you'll be retired as a three-star or below. Get out. Yeah, I think you you had said it, put, put a little dish on the uh, desk oh, and just and then, fill uh, it with stars. The dishes, the dish of the stars. Yeah. Generals, you know, one of the biggest disgraces in the military uh, during Vietnam is no generals quit. One of the biggest disgraces of the failed wars of the uh, 2000, no generals, well, no generals were fired, and yeah. no generals quit. I'll take care of the firing part, the quit part. If you believe that my my leadership is immoral and you can't follow it, I will respect that. Here's the box. You put your shit in the box. Stuff in the box. <laughs> That's all right. Put your stuff in the box, and uh, uh, you know, and then you 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 go retire, and you fall on your sword. And if you want to talk bad about me, you can. I'm perfectly willing to defend doing what I was elected, what I promised to do when I was elected, but. Uh, you either put your thing in the box or you get on the team. There's there's no kind of sort in the box, but not. And there's no not. Be- and guys, I'm looking for the guy who, who goes back to the Pentagon and goes, he told me all this stuff, but what we're really going to do, please be that guy. Because it makes my life easier when I can figuratively post ahead on the steps of the Pentagon. Yeah. I want one of you to be that guy. Screw up. So I can show I'm serious. If you really want to mess with me, disappoint me by doing what the guy elected by the people of the United States to the office of commander in chief has directed you to do as is your oath. It's scary times out there right now with inflation, supply chain issues and attacks on our currency. We are all feeling the pressure and it seems like a recession or maybe even a real depression is on the way. What impact are we going to see on our savings and retirement accounts? Well, you may want to make gold a part of your strategy. Birch Gold Group is who I trust to help diversify a portion of your retirement or convert an old 
IRA or 401k out of the risky stock market and into physical precious metals. Think about this. Since before the time of King David, one asset has held its value better than anything else in the history of the world, gold. And it can help protect you now. Text LIBERTY to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals in a tax-sheltered account. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text LIBERTY to 989898 and get real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text LIBERTY to 989898 to claim your free no obligation info kit on protecting your savings with gold. You want to screw with me? Do your job. Yeah. So I, I talked to <clears throat> I talked to Rick Grinnell a little bit about this when he was in here and and wanted his perspective on this, and I'll get yours too. So you know, Trump went in as a businessman. Yes. Right. And he went in thinking that that our government is a business, it and is. also thinking that hey, people are going to just like me, love me, and follow me a little bit. No. And the reality is, is um, and I think it was Steve Bannon that said he needed twenty thousand shock troops. Yes. To come in, parachute in, fire tons of people, yep. you know, change the heads of and the yes. management and all he of had these no areas. Rolodex. He didn't. And you know who did? Jeb. Yeah. Jeb would have filled all four thousand appointed. And jobs. that's why they have those Dead legacy one. guys that just the family come in, they've yeah, got yeah. all and it's it's people from his dad's administration, and, from and his there, brother's look, administration. He said for that, right? when you're evaluating a candidate. If you say, I want an outsider, great. Right. Outsiders have these advantages. They've got these disadvantages. Yeah. You know, assess. And uh, here's the thing. Trump's got a whole administration of experienced people. Yeah. And, you know, obviously he had a lot of problems with personnel. Yep. I am not confident he's learned his lesson. Uh, that's why I think if he decides to run, which I don't think is a done deal, but I think is likely. Right. Uh, I want a very, very tough primary. Not because I'm anti-Trump. I'm not anti-Trump. Right. I'm pro-victory. Yes, amen. You've got to earn it. No coronations. Well, I deserve it because they raided me. No. I mean, I like that they'll be upset because, yeah. they, because you got it. People are fired up. Like, People are fired up, uh, but that is not a reason to do it. You must be ruthless and cold-hearted when assessing your uh, strategy and the tactics to uh, reach those strategic objectives. Uh if Donald Trump is not the best guy, here is a golden watch and a handshake. You need to get out of the way. Next, I politicians to me are fungible. They are one is essentially the same, like oranges. Right. You know, if you say I'm buying a bag of oranges and that bag, you don't have that bag, you can go get a different bag and give it to him. You've still satisfied basic contract law. They are fungible. One politician is often uh, uh, who is who has the basics. It can be exchanged for another. Now, not all politicians can be exchanged. We saw Tim Scott recently, mm -hmm. when, uh, and I think he's very interesting because he, um, when the FBI raid came, he goes on CBS Morning News, strike one, and he says, well, you know, we need to see the evidence. No, no, no. If this was 2004, his sunny, optimistic vision might, might intrigue me. But that's not what we need today. No, now I we're want in different I, times. I, I like him. I, I yeah. want a couple guys like him around. Yeah. As long as he follows, you know, the 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 generals. 
Uh, but we need a wartime counselor, Gary, Tom Hagen. Yeah. So why don't you get back? And uh, I'm bringing, uh, you know, I'm bringing Vito back to be the uh, guy to tell me how to take out a battalion and all the rest. Yeah, well, we, you know, we've been in a war for a long time, and yeah. it's, you know, culture war, yes. right? And it's, uh, you know, I, I talk about the generations of war, yes. and you know, we've been in a fourth and fifth gen um, yeah. war for a long time, and a lot of people have just not realized it. No. Um, you know, we on a uh, podcast I had with one of my business partners, you know, we predicted a lot of the things that went down. Um, it surprised ourselves many times. Uh, we're not quite as prophetic as you are, but, um, you know, we, we talked about George Floyd. Uh, we predicted those riots before George Floyd was killed. We yep. said, okay, this is where they're going to go with this. And all no, of it's because yeah. it's sort of these patterns throughout history. It makes history. sense in retrospect. Yeah. And, uh, and we, you know, so we're on record doing some of that. Um, but right now, you know, what I love about the, the book is you do go through the different scenarios of, okay, here's what could happen. You know, here's the, you know, A, B, C, yeah. D scenarios. Um, uh, where do you think we're at a, right now with what just happened with this raid on Trump's uh, Mar-a-Lago estate? Um, you know, what does that uh, lend I, I, you to believe? I think the other side is getting desperate. It's yeah. doing, it, it, it's taking actions that you wouldn't expect. Not actions that are, you know, brilliant tactical moves that no one expects but are within the scope of the game. Right. You're stepping outside of the game. Why Why do you kick over the... Does anyone winning at Monopoly ever kick over the board? No. They're kicking over the board. Yeah, and, and so Charlie Kirk, uh, you know, behind the scenes... I was on know, with him today. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, he... Um, I, I serve on one of his boards and and we um behind the scenes uh at a at an event he's saying okay watch them because they are going to get desperate and and this was six oh, months yeah. ago oh, I, uh, they're definitely he was, and this is going to be very very dark and they're going to do things that they've never done before yeah. and things that you have never ever thought they would do um yes they will uh because they know they're under threat and they didn't go work Right. It's going to make things worse and largely for them. Right. Remember, they're setting precedents that maybe they're not going to be saying. Look, I, I think Andrew Cuomo actually got it right. Yeah, I thought that was interesting that he weighed in, of all people. He's like, guys, you know, unless this is perfect and it ain't going to be perfect, you probably shouldn't have done this because he understands it, because he got shivved. Right. They can come for you. Yeah. You got to ask these guys. Do you want us to not only have apply the rules you're applying against your people, uh, but uh, you know to 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 enjoy it? Do, do, is that way? I mean, do do you feel really good about that? There's there is mutually assured destruction, except I'm not worried about them destroying us because I don't think they can. I talk about it in the book. Yeah, uh, they have. You know, if there are literally no rules, they've got no shot. They, they are in a, a pure power scenario. If you live in an urban area, you are at the mercy of the rural guys. If yeah. there are no rules, remember, Los Angeles plus no food plus five days equals Mogadishu. I know. Yeah, nine, nine I was meals in the away. LA riots. Yeah, nine nine meals away from chaos. Nine meals away from chaos. It, you know how many people out there listening is, have ever seen anyone who was truly hungry? I haven't. Yeah. No, and that's and that, I, well, that's I, I, I the, don't want to. 
Yeah, that's the thing that we we've gotten. We were so prosperous, and we've been so prosperous for so long. That's why these you know these Antifa characters. We've got some in our community here because we push back against some of this transgender nonsense that's uh-huh. threatening us. They sending things to my home, and you know all that because we've been calling them out, and and they have no idea what will happen um, if it does go down to where we're actually brawling with these. That's folks. I mean you know it's all fun. In games until the big guy takes a swing. Yeah, I think one of the big problems. Uh, I, I keep saying it. I think one of the big problems with many of our leaders is they've never been in a fight, yeah. a real fight. Um, and I think that's a problem with many Republican leaders. I I keep saying True. I don't want you as a Republican leader unless you've been in a fist fight, one that you've lost, and at least one that you've won. Yeah, and I've Amen. done both. Amen. Yeah. Um, because I, I want to know you can take a punch, but I need to know you can throw one, too. Yeah. And it's, it, it, again, we go back to the lack of understanding of human nature. You push somebody into a corner, it's very dangerous. You mess with their kids or their religion. Yeah. Dude, that's uh, kids, religion, food. These are three ways history tells us to invite trouble. Yeah, and it's and it's happening. I mean, there's people right now that have um, you know eyes wide open uh, like never before. Um, you're watching it with some of these school boards yep. and some of these things that are happening. It's repeating all across the country where people are getting really mad now, in a way that they weren't prior, where they were kind of just ignoring what was going on. Well, they on. didn't have to pay attention because things right. were relatively normal. Right. You know, Republican for a Democrat, maybe taxes go up a little and then they come down again. But the president doesn't get raided. Right. I don't lose my job because I said, well, that's not a chick. That's that's a dude. Right. And now now I've lost my job. Yeah. You know, and then you go to the gas station. God, I, I, I had two-thirds of a tank. Uh, or I filled two-thirds of a tank. It cost me 100 bucks. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Okay? I started out making 310 an hour at Carl's Jr. Sweeping out toilets. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Well, imagine if you're barely making ends yeah. meet, you know, in a, a low-paying job uh, to fill your tank of gas. I mean, that that's that's, that's horrendous. You know, a hundred yeah. bucks. That's okay. We're not going to the movies. Uh, you got to make those uh, uh, sneakers last a little longer, Jimmy. Uh, yeah. Gosh, you could do, you know what? You need a new laptop for school, huh? How are we going to swing this? Um, the, the there is the insulated class. Who doesn't feel that? I mean, look, I, I'll go out and buy a, you know, a computer if I have to. I'm a right. lawyer. But, and there are a lot of lawyers in California like that. A lot of people who live, you know, by the beach. But there ain't enough of them to balance out the others. Yeah. You know, um, if we're going to create a feudal system, remember that the uh, uh, feudal overlords lived in fear of their own people all the time and often they could keep things under control and sometimes it didn't work out so good for them yeah now um i'm sure you're familiar with uh noah yuval harari right who um he's the uh he wrote the book uh, homo sapiens or sapiens he's he's part of the world economic forums oh, um uh group he's like one of klaus schwab's you know, uh, uh, intellectuals. Oh goodness! And and there's what, a, there's a contradiction. Yeah, <laughs> and and he um, 
self-hating Jewish guy um, uh, out there uh, talking about what are we going to do with all of the useless people? Because he says we're no longer afraid of the masses because they believe that they're going to be able to control us by a combination of, of drugs and video games. Uh, and, and, and literally, that's what he said. We've, we, we used to be afraid of the masses, but we're no longer afraid of the masses. And I, I think he's oh, yeah. overestimating it. You think, you, you think so, huh? Yeah. Yeah, because he's had a pretty good track record of stuff. Yeah, he, he's the genius who has figured out how to repeal human nature. We've gone, you know, thousands of years of civilization. But it wasn't until he came along. He finally broke the code. Yeah. Move over, Stalin. You didn't know. Mao, no, you don't got Pol Pot. No, this dude yeah. is the guy who's got it all figured out. Well, that's, that's okay. That that arrogance though runs the thread of all of the elites. Arrogant. I have never met a group of people as our current ruling elite that had such self regard and so little grounds for it. I mean, you literally. I, I I was asking in some town hall or something. You know, you look at somebody like a, a Liz Cheney, a Dick Cheney. What's his achievement? Don't tell me about the office he holds. What's his achievement? What has he done? What has she done? Liz Cheney, nothing. Nothing. Uh, January 6th committee. Oh, so you normalized show trials. Yeah. Uh, because you're a patriot. Uh, okay, that negative points. But, I mean, really, was Dick Cheney done? You know, he's... He's powerful, he's influential, but what's he done? Is he like some genius? I mean, look, I'm no big fan of uh, Franklin D. Roosevelt, but he kind of did some stuff. Herbert Hoover did stuff. You know, he fed Belgium. A lot of these guys did things. And these guys done. That's a good point. We're being led by people with credentials and nothing else. Yeah, well, they did go to fancy Ivy League schools. The hardest day you will spend at Harvard is the day you're filling out your Harvard application. Yeah. And the hardest thing you'll do is wait for it to come back accepted. Yeah, Ben. And Shap if you're Asian, it won't come back. Ben accepted. Shapiro talks about that, and I never thought about it. That <laughs> my really client, arriving, my pal. Yeah, uh, arriving into that world, yeah. you're done. You know, no, you're, you're uh, once finished. you get in there, yeah, once you're then finished, you're good. You, you, you try, you, you can, you can fail out. You have to try. Right. And usually you quit and it often you quit to do something more interesting. Right. Uh, like Zuckerberg. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, about 12 years ago, uh, a crazy little kid named Ben Shapiro, me and Larry O'Connor, all working for Breitbart had an internet. Larry had an internet radio show and every night at thir on Thursday, uh, Every Thursday night, we get together for our, what we call the Hour of Hate. Just the three of us. Oh, fun. Of course, Ben Shapiro is now Ben Shapiro. Larry O'Connor is a, a huge deal, uh, owns mornings in uh, D.C. And uh, I'm like the only guy out of that whole group who doesn't have a full-time radio gig. I'll be guest hosting for Seb Gorka and Hugh Hewitt in the next week. Oh, fantastic. But, Congrats, uh, that, that'll but be fun. I, I, I just think it's funny. I feel like that little group, it was like 
you know, there are these little groups like Paris in the 20s. Yeah. And then like the comedy uh, groups in the... Uh, Andrew Breitbart was stuff. amazing. I, I got to have... Uh, I sat at his table um, and, and got to interact with him um, at the Republican Jewish Coalition dinner. I was, I was, oh, okay. I was the only uh, non-Jewish guy on the oh, okay. leadership team for the L.A. chapter. Oh, and uh, and I and it, this was like weeks before he Mitch died. Mitch Silberberg had to be. Involved. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure, I'm gonna have sure, uh, Mitch. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna have lunch with him soon. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, um, he uh, Breitbart was a visionary um, when it came to battling the left in the way that so many people now are doing. Yeah, um, I he mean, was he, a visionary. Was I, that, amazing. That's the word I use. Yeah. He he saw how things worked in ways other people didn't, and he was very charismatic. Yeah. Crazy. He would call you like out of the blue. Yeah. And just have these insane ideas. Um, I wish he took better care of himself. I saw him about two weeks before he died. Yeah. He had a, this would have been like three or four weeks before he died when yeah. I was with him. It yeah. was, he looked terrible. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I mean, we're at lunch. He's having a lunch beer. Yeah. Uh, and I was just like, dude, you, you got to take care of No, I'm fine. I'm fine. You want fine. Yeah. So you got to take care of yourself. You know, I mean, I'm, I, I don't look like it. I hit the gym three times a week. I walk, try and walk a few miles every day. Uh, and part of that's Andrew. Because yeah. I just don't want a bolt out of the blue to take me out. I got too much to do. Yeah. I got, uh, uh, you know, I got a super hot wife. Yeah. yeah you got to keep up with her. I mean, I'm also very well insured. So, <laughs> you know, I'm, I mean, obviously her feelings are mixed on the subject, but I'd like to stick around to a, uh, enjoy the fruits of victory, which I believe are coming. Yeah, I, I, you know what, I, I have these pessimistic and these optimistic moments. Um, where I, where I am pessimistic, I do think that that um, America, as we have known it or came to know it, is done. But I'm optimistic as to what I think it could be go, um, after we go through this uh, correction or whatever well, you want to call it. Just because it doesn't look like it looked for us may not necessarily be a negative because yeah, there are important there are important changes that we had you know when i'm growing up okay i mean like i was mostly in california but you know you didn't see multiracial groups of kids walking around right now that's all you see kids right. literally don't see it many of my people are married into different ethnic or racial groups my, my wife is latinx uh <laughs> i'm simply a latinx fan yeah um I mean, in that way, we've, you know, maybe, maybe it's not changed. Maybe it's simply the assimilation uh, of, uh, of later coming groups or, or different groups uh, than before, you know, because, you know, Irish got here. Oh, we don't talk to Irish. And then a couple generations later, the Irish run New York City. Right. And then the Italians run New York City. And then that, and now it's like, I mean, you know, a few generations, when my parents married, uh, or when my, uh, uh, I guess it'd be a generation above them, my mom's aunt married an Italian guy, right? Yeah. She was Scottish. This was a scandal. <laughs> yeah. Like in the 20s. Right. You know? You're marrying that Frank Perry guy, Liz Elizabeth? Oh, no. Uh, I still, we still have uh, her uh, spaghetti recipe. By the way, which is the best there is. Yes, well, my wife uh, is Italian, so I. But but I know. but but it, a big deal then, and then now it would be, and, and now I mean it's. It's uh, not even noticed. So in that way, if that counts as a change, and I'm not sure it does. I think we kicked around. Maybe it does, is. Maybe it is just the right. process going on. 
but that's definitely a good thing. I, I, I mean, there's obviously less racial prejudice. There's uh, uh, a lack of uh, people socially don't tolerate um, hating people for dumb reasons. Right. Uh, we haven't got past hating people. We yeah. can still do that. But, I mean, for some specific dumb reasons, where maybe uh, 40 years ago when we were growing up, you know, it was something that you heard. Com, yeah, comedian. So it was, change? Comedian Dennis Miller said one time, I thought it was funny. I love Dennis Miller. He said, uh, well, yeah, that, that dude's smart. He said, uh, yeah, I don't understand hating people just on the you know basis of the color of their skin when if you just got to know them a little bit, you'd hate them for so much better reasons. <laughs> That's good. Um, I love that guy. Speak, uh, it, do you see any Dennis Miller influence in there? Um, you should. In, in your humor, yeah. uh, for sure. Yeah. No, uh, Dennis Miller... Uh, who I, I I got to know a little bit. Yeah, and he's the thing. The thing I love about him is he is smart and he does things on his terms. And I try and well, I mean, I do that instinctively. I never talk down to people. If I need to use a big word uh-huh. or a rarely used word because that's the right word, yeah, I'll use it. I'm not trying to show off. I'm trying to use the weapon system for the mission. Yeah, no, and, and by the way, you write well. I really enjoy it. Um, for, I write like for a the, stand-up comic because I was yeah, one. yeah, and I and I love it. I love it. It's uh, uh, this, it's this book up, is punch tag, and if you look at the structure of my sentences, the interesting part comes at the end. Yeah, so that you're not so when you hit it, you don't stop to think and then kind of skid over the rest. But I, I write that way instinctively. Yeah, well, you do a great job, and this and this Helps book legal and this too. book is uh, worth reading. I think it's exceptional. I, I love the way you lay out the different scenarios. I love also the way you you um, uh, lay it out in a story format too. Oh, um, I put in little fictional vignette, fictional yeah, vignettes, and I think that's very important. It is because I wanted to talk about you know people like oh, civil war, civil war. Okay, what's a civil war mean to a mom trying to feed her kids? Right. And I wanted to talk about that. You know, I, I've got that story in there. What's it mean to uh, guys out in rural Texas when bad people come yeah. out from the city? Because people don't understand um, what we have here isn't the Civil War like what we had in the South because it will be no. decentralized. It will have no clear fronts well, well, there, to there's it. There's a spectrum of conflict. Right. And at one side, you get mechanized forces fighting it out. At the others, you know, in the early 70s, we had a... Uh, low-grade leftist urban insurgency. Yep. Uh, uh, Weather Underground, SLA, Seminese Liberation Army, and Patty Hearst Clowns. Yep. Uh, uh, Black Panthers. You know, the SLA had an automatic weapons fight in downtown, well, down, in South Central. I mean, they are firing machine guns, thousands of rounds yeah. with the cops. Now, it was mostly suppressed by law enforcement, not military. Right. But, you know, people were dying. People were, bombs were going on, thousands of bombs. Not like four. Like a bunch for years. Now it was suppressed, but that's on the spectrum of conflict. Now here's the problem: the spectrum of conflict is what you get into when you leave the spectrum of politics. Right. Clausewitz was a politics war is just continuation of politics by other means, and he and he had a point. Um, but if you're going to step out of the pure political ground where you're resolving differences uh, electorally through persuasion. You you now sit on the spectrum of conflict, and what's the moral guardrail? But I mean, you look at uh, you look at these guys who are saying something to the effect of, uh, "Well, we got to go get in Kavanaugh's face, and that's going to make him change his vote." Okay, you're not going to persuade. Okay, now you've moved off the spectrum. You're into force. 
if you think it's okay to intimidate him, because that's what you're trying to do, right? You're admitting it. You you think that's a good thing? High, highly illegal. Yeah, but yeah. but but hey, not not illegal enough for the FBI to do something about it. Yeah. Uh, Trump may have a memo. That was one of that was one of those uh, one of those additional signs yeah. that that we were entering into this new yeah, game. Yeah, but you know, where's the guardrail? If you if you can get in his face, why can't you slap it? If you can slap it, what stops you from shooting it? Right. And you know. I talk about various kinds of insurrection, real insurrection, real insurgencies, not right. a bunch of selfie-taken grandmas in the rotunda. Yeah, well, and it's very ugly. And I talk about, I, I want people to understand the ugliness of it and not to enter into this stuff lightly. If you're going to get off the path of politics, get the path of conflict, you don't get a vote on how it ends. I watched that in Kosovo. The, the Serbians... Stop doing politics, which Tito had forced them to. Uh, he dies. The Balkans fall apart. Uh, former Yugoslavia falls apart. The Serbs decide, well, we're going to show these Albanian who's boss. And, you know, suddenly, instead of everybody getting together and divvying up the spoils, but not screwing with each other, and you had something like a judicial system, now you got armed Serbian guys, right? And right. they're saying, you know, get out of here, killing people. You know, you'll do what we say. Fast forward, there aren't a lot of Serbians left in Kosovo because they all got driven out because the war didn't go quite the way they thought. I'm walking through this village, man, with my, my, my interpreter who was uh, uh, Macedonian, Albanian, and a couple of our military guys. And this place is just leveled. It's right by the Ibar River. Old Serb village, some gypsy. Gypsies side with the Serbs. And I'm looking at it. It's just destroyed. I'm like, holy cow. I didn't realize they had heavy bombers or that much artillery. And my... my my uh, interpreter's like, look at me, like, no, you don't understand. They did this by hand. And I'm looking around, there's no blast marks, no frag marks. I'm like, what? No, the, the, the village next door came here with picks and axes and shovels and crowbars and sledgehammers, and they destroyed this village by hand. And I'm not talking like huts. I'm talking like three or four-story buildings and like a quarter mile of them, dozens wow. of them. How much hate do you have to do to take by hand level a village that you've been next to for a thousand years? I mean, is that what we want to unleash? Are you kidding me? It doesn't yeah. end the way you want it to end, so we don't need to be all big about it. We, we need to understand our situation. Uh, but, but those guys, you think, well, we'll just suppress all you, uh, you know, you're racist, insurgent, nationalist, blah, blah, blahs. Dude. You light that fuse, you don't know who's going to get blown up. 